Hey, hey, hey. Hola. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you'd never really ask for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo has a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional. Professional review on... Drag Race España. Season, season two. two. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT. Podcast clank. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hey everybody! Oh my gosh, I sound like that YouTube girl. Who What's your name? Being? Hey everybody! That um, she re- oh Charlotte Dobre. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I hey everybody! I got that then. Hey everybody! You've become Charlotte Dobre. I'm just that. I'm I'm that girl. You've just got that upbeat, yeah, sunny. Yeah, I'm just kind of quality, I'm really like good. Charlotte. I'm just really personable. I'm just really <laughs> likable. Hey everyone, welcome back to the repause. The repause, girl. <sighs> God. This is what sobriety does to you. Yeah, sobriety. Oh, oh, surprise, surprise, everyone. I'm sober. Sobriety knackers your brain. That's why I drink every day. Welcome back to a RuPaul's Drag Race a podcast. Yes. The podcast where we review live the RuPaul's uh, Drag Race episodes. Currently, at the moment, we're doing Drag Race España Season 2. Because we have a voracious appetite for Drag Race. Yeah. Um, we can't get enough, frankly. Uh, drag race fatigue is not a thing for us. Mm. Mm. Nah, I'm kidding. Well, we just finished season 14. What a season that was! It was amazing. It was great. Loved it. It was. It was. A, it was. A, oh god! It was a season. It was. It was seasons. It was multiple seasons. It was a season. Wasn't it? Um, the much. I'm sure anybody who's listening who watches so obviously spoiler. Willow one. We adore Willow. Um, such a great top five though. Dia, Bosco, Angie. Uh, Camden, all fabulous. Hmm. Um, wonderful season. But for the next few weeks, it'll just be Drag Race España, uh, which is, yet again, uh, a pretty wonderful season. The Spanish queens bring it. They bring it to you every ball. Very, I mean, they're great. Do you see what I did there? I used vernacular. One of the, I, I have to say, one of the most talented casts, because I, I just want to put out there, they're a talent show. That, it was that talent show that was just wow. The rusical was exceptional as well. Last week's rusical, and it was a real rusical. Like, you know what? You know what? I don't like hearing. I mean, I, I mean, I don't mind it, but there just needs to be a, a differentiation between a rusical and a lip sync performance. There needs yeah. to be something else for because everyone is really rating season 14's in inverted commas, rusical, but they didn't sing, and it's not their voice. They did not lay down the Exactly. Vocals, they are just lip syncing for their dead. lives mm. to a, a pre-recorded rusical, someone else's voice. So there needs to be um, some way of differentiating that with an actual rusical, where it's your actual voice, whether it be live or pre-recorded. If it's live, more props to you. If it's pre-recorded, oh. great. It's still your voice, it's still mm-hmm. your talent. But when it's someone else's voice, it then becomes something else i completely agree I, th- I i think like you say there's kind of like different tiers different layers of kind of like how rusically a rusical can be um and i guess the most the, the kind of middle ground that is most often acceptable is pre-record some vocals and lip sync to those at least they're your vocals mm. um obviously the optimum is singing live but not every cast can do that i don't think well then don't have a rusical for that season yeah. i mean there was no rusical for season one uk was there season one of uk did not have a no. rusical. season two did but yeah i mean viv and davina and bago would have killed them. right they, they had they the could, singers they could have carried a rusical if you ask me wasn't something wrong a singer too possibly possibly i'm pretty sure she said she was a singer Quite possibly, quite mm, possibly. They had, they had the people. Yeah, they, they had the girls who could carry that. Then season two actually was a live singing musical. It wasn't even pre-recorded vocals, was it? No, it wasn't pre-recorded because remember... Um, <laughs> and also Ginny Lemon going, um, and here she is, diphtheria. Oh, shit, because she got the name she wrong. The name wrong. Yes. It was like, I mean, do you know what? Even if you don't have a cast of singers... Do it anyway. Have some fun with it. Hilarious. Exactly. Have some fun with it. Sure, some people will shine. Everybody will muddle through. Yeah. Um, People are not... In front of me, people are not allowed to say that season 14 is one of the best rusicals because (laughs) they... Because it wasn't a rusical. Not not within the reach of your slap, basically. (laughs) It wasn't. It was... 
They were like miming. Yeah. It was it wasn't their voice. It was anyway. Back what to I, Espana, what, what this I want to say, Espana was their voice and it was their dialogue. It mm-hmm. was their, their singing, whether they were good or bad. And it just it just really highlighted the the talent that these queens had in the yes. performance realm. Oh definitely. These queens fantastic talented. I also believe they benefited from having the heavies on hand to really micromanage, I mean, micromanage uh, support the performance of their direct. baby. Oh, yeah. and did they direct? Oh, they did. They were, they were there every step of the way. But I think the girls loved that. I mean, the Javis are, are big news in, in Spain. And um, the girls, I think they feel honoured to you know, work with them. I absolutely believe they would have loved a step-by-step. Like, a lot of people who are quite seasoned performers, mm-hmm. they like to be given a script and then they're going to come up with something and they'll, they'll take mm-hmm. it somewhere. But when it's not your cup of tea... When musicals aren't your thing, when acting isn't your thing, you do want to be held by the hand mm-hmm. and just tell me how to say it. Like if, you know, some people, some people are like, you know, say it as though this, this, and this. And what's your intention? I'm, yeah. I don't know. Just tell me my intention. You know, like when you <laughs> yeah. know, tell me what my intention is. Tell me where to look. Tell me how many steps to take to my left. Like just be very specific. Yeah, and, and I think some people really do appreciate that. I think so too. But I mean, last week there were several girls who could have won. We we found it hard to put anybody in the bottom, didn't we? Sharon, I mean, Sharon was amazing. Estrella took the win, and I do love Estrella, and I think she deserved it. Um, Onyx was praised for her performance, but they weren't such big fans of her looks. But I think she set such high expectations for her looks. She looked great last week. It's just that you know she's. Uh, I I loved it. I really liked it. Go off, sis. Um, I mm. mean, Diamante was fab. Marina was fab. Yeah. So many good uh, performers in this cast. This week, we do know it is the Snatch Game. I do game. feel Vinodita was saved. I'm, that's, it's all coming back. It's all coming back. <laughs> it's all coming back. Uh, I do feel Vinodita was saved. Because in my opinion, there was just something a little that wasn't there. And, it, and you know what? It wasn't there. And and she was even she even said she was prepared to lip sync. She didn't feel yeah, that she, was... she She didn't have faith in her runway look either. Vinodita, I actually really like Vinodita. And I like her kind of like sultry way that's even present when she's out of drag um i do wonder if the judges are going to give us some feedback at some point like she needs to change it up a little bit and maybe take a risk and not be the sultry queen all the time but we'll see where that goes jirichi lip synced against hotta so sad to see hotta go um mm. she was just entertainment pure entertainment she, she was such a good talking head she had something bitchy to say about everyone i'm <laughs> um, yeah i I just, I actually liked her. I loved it. I, yeah, me too. The, she had a real. Je ne sais. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She was very bad. And yeah. it was just like, it was silly. It was stupid. It was camp. It was, you know, it was good. And you know what? She gave something. Oh, she, whereas gave, she I, gave a lot of something. Exactly. She gave, she gave something. And, you know, and this is one thing that I want to say um, about the. The, the judging and direction when the Harveys were there and they were they were giving their feedback they yeah. were there the whole during the whole process mm-hmm. and the feedback that they were giving should have been feedback that I thought that they would have they would have already given mm. um since they were they were really micromanaging everything well, who knows? so the feedback should have been I said this but you didn't do it. Yeah. Or I, I really wanted you, for example, I really wanted she said they said to Jurigi, I specifically remember this. I want that I wanted you, Jurigi, to be like the leader of the, the girls. Was yeah. that feedback given? Was it given during that time? The, because then I'm sure she would have found some way of really divaing yeah. it up. Like, you know, but- we are the muse, like Hercules. She would have been like yeah. that lead one. Well, Jurichi, what a voice. She's fabulous. And she's a lovely, sultry performer as well. I guess if they wanted to be the leader, it's kind of not really what Jurichi does. She's sultry. I'm not saying that she... I, I just think she's she's got like a sultry essence. She's not like, boom, in your face kind of leader of the pack type of thing. But who knows? Who knows? Mm. Um, anyway, we've got Snatch Game this week. And we've always said, haven't we bit more of a challenge for us as overseas viewers to sometimes grasp the concepts of the characters. So I think this episode we're going to do like just a little bit of Googling when we find out who people are Tom, doing. Tom is going to be our live 
um, <laughs> on location, our, our live researcher. Yeah, okay, yeah. so it's still going to be live, our live podcast as we do it. Mm-hmm. But we gonna be watching and googling, yeah, uh, and then rec- and then recording live. Obviously, just to get a vague essence of what the character supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, S- something, 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 some human being. Perhaps. What I'm gonna do is just look at the authenticity of their acting, Tom. Tom, mm. Tom, I wanna, I wanna decide. If I believe them, yes, I want to. I want to see. Do I know what their intention is? Are you who you say you are? Th- that's yeah. I don't really feel like I knew who you were mm. from that snitch game. No, yeah, no, right. So it's it's going to be more of that side that I can I can really focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're just going to throw Google at us, and uh, we're going to try piece the things. Look, at the end of the day, listen up. Let's- at the end of the day, I know who's we. I know who's good. I know who's crap. Yeah, period. Let's have some fun with that. Yeah, period. I should say, though, um, obviously, we've just seen the first few seconds of the episode. To begin with, I thought we were going to get some terrible Sherry Pie-esque disclaimer. But it turns out one of the girls is performing as a beloved actress, um, Veronica Furke, who sadly passed away. So they decided to keep that performance in, um, but with a sense of respect um, for the actress. And a respect for Veronica Furke. Yes, we're, we're keeping the footage in. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, where am I going with this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's leave her at that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, Paula, what are you trying to do here? I don't know where, I don't know where I'm at. Mm. Okay, so the power rank. Let's, let's look at who, uh, at the moment, our front runners. We've got Onyx. We've got the winners. Uh, the people with the win is Onyx, mm-hmm. Sharon, mm-hmm. Estrella, and Vinadita. They all have Which one win. Which is a win. good spread. We've got nobody, like, collecting wins in the first four episodes. We do know that winning in the first four episodes is a really good predictor. What the winner is among one of these girls. Yeah. Um, and likely, that you know, more than likely, the top three could be made up of some combination of these girls. Um, one thing I would say is that Onyx has, she's not been in the bottom two, but she's been in the bottom three twice so her win was a look-based challenge and when it comes to performance they've not felt her quite as much um the other girls have been quite consistently high like sharon has been high when she's not been winning similar with estrella actually she's been in high quite a lot Mm. both doing really really well venedita's pretty solid with her one win as well um the girls we said goodbye to are marisa prisa ariel rec Samantha Ballantyne, that firecracker who lip-synced three times and eventually left. And carried on her spirit of <laughs> lip-syncing through Jotaka Hutta. Through Hutta. was possessed by the spirit she of She was. Oh, it took us over. <laughs> oh, it took us over. <laughs> yeah. She- yeah. Um, Hutta actually lip-synced twice as well. So we've actually, in the current set of girls, we've only got one girl who's been in the bottom two, who is Jirichi who won the lip sync against Hotel last week. And then we've got some super safe girls, Marina, Diamante and Seth Lass. I think all of them have kind of peeped into the top at various points, but not won anything yet. Yeah. Diamante's been like high a few times. She has. She has. She's a great performer. Yeah. Um, and obviously Marina was high last week as well for her amazing performance in the, uh, in the Ruse call. So, I mean, let's just do a fast forward. We've seen the first part of it. It's basically the queen's coming in after uh-huh. the runway. With you know, we're saying goodbye to Yotta, and mm-hmm. then there's a there's a bit of a conversation around. I mean, just general chit chat. I mean, Onyx girl, what's happening? Onyx, that kind of combo. Onyx struggles a little bit with the self esteem, doesn't she? She struggles with criticism. She takes it really hard. She's very artistic temperament, I think. I think um, she does explain. You know, she's somebody who's, who's who's been through a lot in her life, and she has struggled with depression. She spoke about her mental health, not last week, maybe the week before. Um, so she, she, I think, you know, I think she is really hard on herself. Um, but she's an amazingly talented artist, so I really hope she's she's able to propel herself forward yeah. um, and not succumb to her inner saboteur, as it were. Um, Diamante is not sad to see Hotta go. Was Diamante the one? Diamante and yeah, that's Hotta, the Frog Queen's they're, thing. They're wasn't the it? one who had the beef. We didn't really go anywhere, but apparently Hotta did call Diamante's troop the Frog Queens, <laughs> and she was not going to let go of that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just, let's wait for the reunion. <laughs> let's, just, let's just wait for the reunion I want, to understand and unpack the, a, little, a little bit more. I want Diamante to come back to the reunion in a frog outfit. With like, her like, girls? Like Mario from Mario 3, just like in a frog outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. Or just Kermit or something. Um, 
And Jurichi also, Jurichi spoke a lot about having this kind of like negative um, inner monologue that she struggles with. She spoke a bit as well how um, due to her hormonal cycle, she can really struggle with her dysphoria at different times as well. So th- she said that last week was particularly hard for her and it really like broke my heart to hear that because she's so talented. Maybe that helps to explain why she wasn't able to push forward last week. So let's hope, you know, if, if it is so associated with certain times of the month and her hormonal cycle that she can hopefully hopefully she's moving past that now and she can start to focus on the competition and the the dysphoria sort of settles into the the background i hope um the next day uh oh sorry on the well yeah basically mm-hmm. today let's talk today. As, though, as, as though we're there mm-hmm. they do a mini challenge uh which involves poetry and uh wind now um i'm gonna <laughs> what combination linker with the power of wind <laughs> i'm gonna put you on the spot what other if what other seasons have had the elements of wind thrown at them I in think the challenge a few. should we take it in turns <coughs> should we take it in turns to name different seasons that have done wind okay um Season two of the American one. I've never been blown like that. I've never been blown. Juju B's uh, eyelash. eyelash blowing in the wind. Wonderful. I'm going to go with uh, oh, Canada. Canada. Canada, Jay Grace. Uh, I can hear Jimbo. Jimbo. I can hear Jimbo screaming <laughs> from the wind yes. and the ice. Um, slightly different, but season seven, that when Moby weirdly popped up for one episode. Do you remember? the. Who? The electronica kind of artist and DJ Moby popped up. He's not he's not one of yours, really, Moby. Um, he popped up for that one episode and the girls had windblowers blown at their faces, remember? Oh, like yes. Like directly in their mouths. Yes. Mm. Um, season six. Season six. Remember they had the pillow fight and then there was... Oh, yeah, that And then counts. there was... There was wind. Was there, there was wind, wasn't there? Was yeah, there? Am was I making wind, that up? Wind and feathers, I think, yeah. But well, it wasn't, no, maybe it wasn't wind. Maybe the feathers just were there. They're just blowing. Okay, well, I'll take that back. Holland, season one, and the okay. bike. Okay, yeah. That's and it wasn't one. just wind, though. There, I yes. remember laughing at that. There was, there was wind, and then there was, like, rain, and then they were, like, throwing rubbish at them. <laughs> was, they were just throwing anything at them. It was just crazy. Clogs, windmills, yeah. tulips. And I think that's it. Is there more wind? Um, there might be, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. I mean, bring back the elements. Bring, oh, yeah. bring back throwing queens in water. Go back to basics. Use Captain Planet as inspiration. Use a different element each season. Yeah. Not fire, though. Fire would be... No, no. I mean, I mean <laughs> Thailand... I mean, if, oh. if, if, if a Thailand queen can burn herself on stage... If Candy Zionide can self-immolate <laughs> on stage, then yeah. the rest of the world needs to I take kind of Yeah, I kind of expect that now. Now that I've seen it, a stand- I, it needs to be more. The standard it's- has been set. Yeah. Um, and the other girls just aren't. You know, the, the bar has been raised. Come up. Come meet me up here. Come on, girls. <laughs> Hi, guys. That's it's what, lonely up here. Do you want to join me? That's what can't desire and I'd say to the world. <laughs> she is. <laughs> now, we got this. The winner of that was Onyx. Did Onyx win a prize? Probably so. I mean, I, I hope so. that helps her with her self-esteem because she did start off the week quite low yeah. because of the feedback given from the judges. We do always know that um, mini challenge wins are always like... You know, sometimes they're more storyline driven than anything else. I mean, I think for me, some of the other more memorable girls in this uh, might be Nastrea and Sharon. Sharon adopted, like, I think she might be a famous Spanish poet, Gloria Fuertes. She adopted that character, it seems. Um, I've got to say, Marina looks, and also Jurichi as well, just stunning in quick drag, particularly. Um, yeah. They just, they like need no makeup. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, they they were just they're blessed with that, Tom. Oh, definitely. Now we know who the girls are playing. Um, I'm happy to say that I know one queen. <gasps> who is it? Diamante Mary Brown <laughs> is playing RuPaul. Now I'm not familiar. Can you tell me a little bit about this RuPaul character? Um, well, she is a drag queen. Oh, okay. I'm unfamiliar with the concept. Yeah, but okay. and th- th- that's all, Tom. That's all. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, these other, these two queens who have done... Say, though, she has been done twice before. Mm-hmm. Who's done her? Uh, Jessica Wilde and Trixie, Tracy Martel. Tracy Martel did her. I, I've re-watched that a few times, you know. I, do, I don't think Trixie did well. I do think with a slightly different edit, she could have been kept out of the very bottom. 
I think that was somewhat storyline driven. I, I've revisited it several times. I don't think she did a bad job, actually. I think it was all in the editing. Her, her opening joke was very funny. Some of them fell flat, but I've seen worse. Um, uh, Jessica Wilde did the whole kind of like Jessica Wilde was amazing. She was fantastic. Do you remember when she just stood up and started like motor walking? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, and she had to be woken up. Yeah, and she's like, "It's a time to lip sync for your life." <laughs> <laughs> I liked that. I thought she was amazing. I, uh, I think she did get praised for that. Actually, uh, it was it was stupid. It was funny. Uh, Diamante's get up seems to be RuPaul in the face kini in the Zoom, the Zoom call finale for season That's twelve. A I mean, I mean, she, I mean, (laughs) she is, she is taking the piss. I wonder where she's going to go with that. I wonder if it's going to be. She said something about playing with like speaking Spanish badly and maybe slipping into English. I'm trying to understand why that look. I mean, it's probably one of the, if you're going to go comedic. Yeah. That's probably the route. You know, mm. it's not that funny to sit there looking flawless and glamorous like RuPaul. Do you know what I do? The time that she was on that, um, was it Project Runway, when Matthew wasn't around to do her makeup? That is horrible. That, that's that's iconic. what I would do. Yeah. If I was going to oh, do RuPaul. Girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's a haunting look. <laughs> yeah, that is a haunting it's look. It's very like Night of the Living Dead. As, you know, it's that's the picture that you think of when RuPaul's giving you critique yes. about your makeup and hair and H and M in your mind. <laughs> in your mind, if you want to combat that, just remember that without her army of um, mm-hmm. team behind her, yes. she ain't any prettier than you. Yeah. She ain't any. She don't do her own makeup. It's the same thing as picturing, like, if you're nervous about giving a speech, picture people in their underwear. Just picture RuPaul on Project Runway when you're being judged by her. There it is. It will help. Everyone, if, if you take anything from today's podcast, <laughs> it's that. Thank yes. you. Now, Marina's playing Antonia. Tom, you're going to have to... Antonia Deletti, all I know from very quick Google search, she's an Italian model. Okay. Um, and she said something about playing with like an idea of androgyny, uh, which I think fits Marina's brand. I think she likes to go for kind of like edgier punkier more androgynous looks good so do that i'm gonna say name and then give me something about them just that a little, I can. little yeah, fact just a little thing so um next up we've got uh, onyx and onyx is doing gianni la loki so um it is tricky as in to use english language google to look up everything spanish but i'll do my best i do think this is actually catherine of aragon's sister uh who you know catherine of aragon one of henry VIII's wives Okay. I think this is her sister. I think she's, um, in English, Joanna of Castile, part of the Aragon dynasty. Because she says about her I being... I mean, you say Aragon and I think Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's not Aragon, Aragon. So one of Henry VIII's wives is Catherine of Aragon. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Spanish. <laughs> da, a da. A da. <laughs> so she might be going for like an interesting historical character, which is very Onyx. Okay. I think I think I, I would expect Onyx to go for something, maybe something a bit weird, a bit out there, a bit historical. Okay. So cool. I think she'll have fun with that. Now, Judici's doing Valencia's neighbor. Tom, you have to help me here. I cannot find out what this means because I just get um, what Valencia is like as a neighborhood. <laughs> The area of Valencia in Spain. Is, but is, is Valencia a person? No, Valencia is an area in Spain, but I think... Oh my the... God, I'm so dumb. I no, thought... you're not. No, you're not, because Valencia is an area, but I do think this character is a a person just called Valencia's neighbour, and she and Onyx seem to be competing for this character. And which Jurichi won? Jurichi is keen to push the envelope and do something a bit more comedic and outside the box. So I, I wonder if she's like a comedy character. I don't know. I'm sorry, Google told me nothing about this. It just told me about what a lovely place to live Valencia is. Valencia's neighbour. Yeah, it was like Valencia, lovely neighbourhood. I mean, Tom, I mean, to, I apologise to all our Spanish listening, <laughs> to mm-hmm. all our España listeners. Yeah. Um, feel free to let us know. <laughs> We'd love to know. But feel free to comment. Yeah. Uh, feel free to um, message us on our Instagram. Tell us off. Um, tell us off. Um, yeah, just Just email me. Email us, okay? <laughs> Help us out here. Yes. Now we've got Sharon. Sharon's doing Ver- so Veronica 4K. So this is the actress who's passed away. Sharon said she was originally going to do Donatella Versace, but she thought the character might be a bit too close to Marina's um, Antonia Delette. 
Um, so smart decision. Sharon is a very, she's a veteran. She's a smart cookie. She's not going to do anything silly. Everything's very well thought out. And what I believe that Veronica is a very uh, beloved Spanish actress who's held in high esteem, quite a character. And she says from the outset, I'm going to do this with love. I love her. So I think that should play out quite well, considering this lady's passed away recently. So actress. Yeah. Okay. Drexithlos is Carmen Lomana. So Carmen Lomana is a uh, businesswoman, uh, very wealthy, and she's an haute couture collector. So she's rich. Yes. And she's got a rivalry with somebody called Ales Gibaya. Yeah. Yeah. Go off. Yeah. Australia is Bakira Salas. So again, this seems to be a fictional character. So I guess, you know, it'd be the equivalent of somebody um, like when... Like um, Kimchi. Well, no, no, this is an existing fictional character. So it's like when um, uh, Tace did Kath from Kath and Kim. Yeah. Or when Ariel, okay. uh, when uh, Crystal Versace did uh, Charity Shop Sue. Okay. So she's going to inhabit an already existing comedy character, which... Tell me about this character. Give me something to go I off. I don't really know. Great. Cool. Okay. We're on to a good start here with the Snitch Game uh, podcast. Everyone, thank you so much. You are very welcome in yeah. advance. But... um. I can say Supreme seems a bit sceptical about the concept. Okay. She's a bit worried about, I think, essentially just regurgitating existing sound bites, which does work sometimes, but not always. Great. Talk to me about Venedita. Venedita, um, so I think Venedita is pretty smart here because she is actually pushing herself in a different direction. So she's obviously, she's our sultry burlesque queen, but she's going for a, a, a male character. So she's going for Miguel Bosé, who is a, a bit of an old school Spanish singer, but has been in the news more recently for being a COVID denier. Okay. So she's going to play on some COVID type jokes because she comes up there and she rips that um, mask in half, doesn't she? Okay. So um, I think there's going to be a lot of humor in there. Tom, Paquita Salas. Go on. Uh, Quick Search is a Spanish comedy television series created by the Javiers. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Because she's going to be judged. She clearly loves the Javiers. This is Threa. Yep. Um, so the synopsis is Paquita Salas is a talent agent who used to be at the top of her industry in the 90s, but times have changed huh. and she hasn't. Now, <laughs> her agency, PS Management, is struggling to find new clients and keep the ones it already has. It sounds a bit like um, Absolutely Fabulous, kind of her. Remember her fashion? You, anyway, you've not watched Absolutely Fabulous. So. Um, when her most famous <laughs> client... <laughs> when her most famous client abandons her, Paquita's world comes crashing down alongside faithful secretary Maggie. Paquita is forced to reinvent herself while searching for new talent. Do you know, when you say that, I actually, I was very disparaging them, but I can actually see something of a parallel with Abfab. Oh, um, oh, do you, Tom? Because Eddie hangs on to like Twiggy and Lulu. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you just like, I, I don't know. Can I just calm down for five minutes? Do you want? Can we can we address your drinking? <laughs> can we can and, I use this moment? And what can I describe as the violence that occurs yeah. in this podcast? Um, yeah, this is actually an intervention, Tom. <laughs> a live intervention. Everyone, welcome, welcome to the. When you're lucky, it's not a stolly bolly, darling. It's not a stolly bolly. It's just a lovely mellow, darling. So this is the cast. Let's watch in and see what we get. Tom, let's okay. let's give this a go. Let's give it a go. Let's just give let's it give a big shot. Let's we'll just see the snitch game, and we're we're vamped. We're full of excitement and full yes. of love. Yes. Um, disclaimer: uh, we may not know these people, <laughs> but we chuckled a few times. Yeah, we chuckled a few times. And we I'm were... going off the vibe, and also I I think for me, for me, for me, for me, for me, I was, there were just some. Performances that just entertained me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for whatever reason. I know what makes me laugh. I know what I should like. Um, you know, these are the moments where I I have to thank the the rage shed the shade rattle, and the rage shuttle, the rage shuttle, the rage shuttle. The rage shuttle. <laughs> I mean, they've just got me all up and down everywhere. Uh, but let's go through it. Like, I first can, of all, let's just what well, honestly say. I think I think they were like to my mind. Three good performances, and the rest, I don't know what's going to happen. Three? Yeah. Wow. Am I being generous? You're being very They're generous. all on the top row. I think one person, there's a clear winner. Let's, let's, should we go in order? No, let's just, no. 
Okay, just no, who let's just let's just talk about yeah. We'll just talk. Let's just conversate. Well, should we see if let, we let it flow with? Let it flow like wine. Just you know what comes out comes out. Should we three two one it? But this time let's try and get the timing right. So we're gonna go three two one and then the person. Okay. Okay. So the winner for the snatch game three two one shut on. Okay. Great. So I thought Sharon, and it just occurred to me this lady um, starred in Kika. This, the actress who's in Almodovar's Kika. So I, I feel like I know the vibe now. Okay. Yeah. So I thought she was charming. She stayed in character. She was funny. I could tell it was delivered with love. And I do think the key to a good snatch game character is affection for the person that you're portraying. So it never gets mean, you know? Mm. Um, she had like this fun, coquettish vibe. Um, she said, to, I liked her interaction with Jurichi. She was keen to interact with people. Uh, and draw other people in. And I do think this was a, a really good Snatch Game performance from Sharon. I think her acting all around She's was a great good. She, I, the thing is, she was always on. Yes. And she didn't... She never second-guessed her character choices. Yeah. You know, all I could say was, I was like, oh, where's Sharon? I was about to say I was that. Like, where's where's Sharon? Sharon gone? She's, she's, this she's is, such a this good is not Sharon. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is someone else. This, this, is, this is someone else. Because is everything about... Um, her character, she was committed she was. to playing this character. And I mean, the reactions were good. When she wasn't acting, she was reacting. Yeah. She had it done. <laughs> she was She was on. I believe so that's, that's important in acting. Yeah. I, like, I also liked her answer. What did Britney do when she um, left her father's conservatorship? Learned and she said, learn to sing. But the thing is, there's, there's a truth in that as well, because Britney's been forced to sing a certain way for years mm. in that kind of like Lolita-ish With so much way. auto-tune, absolutely. And with all like the Lolita-ish <clears throat> ways. And like, it, she has like, actually said that her preference is to sing in a more like powerful, expressive way. Hmm. There's some early videos of Britney that are really worth watching, like pre Hit, Hit Me Baby One More Time, when her style and her vocal range were very, very different. Check it oh, out. Oh, they were different, but they were never, she was it was never like amazing. I'd like you to stop attacking Britney now, please. I mean, I can see that glint in your eye. It's like when I talk about Madonna. Let's move on to who I <laughs> felt was the next possible. Well, should we try 3 2 one that one? Um, I've got two possible choices, but I think one was a little stronger than the other. I know who you're going to say. Okay, and I know who you're going to say. Okay, well... well, well why don't you say who you think I'm going to say, and I'll say who I think you're going to say. Okay, three, two, one, Vinodita. <laughs> yes. There you go. I, yeah. think, I think actually both of them were good. I think Jerichi, I was impressed that she gave like this calm, cool performance. Now, we did try Googling this lady a bit more, from what I can tell, she's some sort of eccentric lady who um, does unusual and inventive things with fashion, like putting a bag on her head, like wearing Christmas ornaments. And she's really committed. Um, she was funny. Um, and I, I think Jurichi must be in the top this week. Um, I think it was really good for Jurichi to do something that got Supreme laughing. So it's kind of like put Jurichi back on the map, which I think is great. All I remember from this... Oh, the only good I remember from this is Sharon. And then I remember those who were bad and everyone else just kind of fell in the middle where they're just like, okay, they're there. But all I remember is Sharon being good. And then I have to say that after that, I just remember who I thought would be the bottoms. I think just as mentioned before going on to the other girls, uh, Venedita, similar to Sharon, I thought she inhabited the character really well. I was a bit like, where's Venedita? She was always on. She was doing that. I think the two grams thing is because this guy said that um, he took two grams of cocaine every day for like a year or something. Okay. So that was like a recurring joke. Yeah. I, th I think Venedita would be up there. I think it was brave of her to go for a male character. You know, we do know that that's a hit or miss situation. Sometimes it really pays off like Kennedy Davenport. <clears throat> At the time, it really doesn't work out. Well, Donald Trump. Oh yeah, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is, you either rise to the top, the risk pays off, or it doesn't, right? That's everyone. Um, I do, I do. Okay, thanks. I do think well, that is. It's either you either do a good character well, or you do a, a, a good character bad. They're not often that safe. If you like, they're in the bottom or they're in the top. Okay. Anyway, sure. Um, Venedita, I, I thought she was on the whole time. I liked the spooky cocaine eyes that she was doing the whole time. Um, I thought it was a great way of taking advantage of the fact that she's a bearded queen. Um, I thought she was great. I think she had some great interactions with other people as well. I want to go to the bottoms. Diamante's RuPaul was i don't know 
What? I could see what she was doing because she was speaking Spanish badly in an American accent most of the time, wasn't she? And we do see Rue do that. I can see where she got the idea from. Rue does do that kind of like uh, new speaker de España kind of thing, doesn't she? But then she sort of spoke English the whole time with spoken Spanish. Could, could you hear her American accent though when she was speaking the Spanish? No. I, I do believe that's what she was going to. And some, some like she called them omelettes at the beginning. I think she said frittatas, didn't she? And I think that was a play on something else. Okay. Um, I can see. What Look, she was... it was it was lost on me. It yeah, was yeah. it was a uh, it was for me. I was like, what what's happening? What are you doing? And I didn't really get any RuPaul. I kind of chuckled at that. I brought a picture of myself thing. That was that was fun and audacious. But yeah, yeah, she, she's not in the top. I mean, okay, let's let's look at some clear things. Like when someone did Tammy Brown, we were like, you know, make your head go round and round. We we're like, oh, oh mm-hmm. I'm acting. There is, um, I found a dead body. Did I tell that story about <laughs> when I found a dead body? But I was <laughs> there were so much things that were just like iconically Tammy Brown. Mm-hmm. Now, what are the things that are iconically RuPaul? I mean, she's she's a raft of catchphrases. That, you know, yeah, I do know what you mean. I do. She she kind of went in the wrong direction with this character, definitely, definitely. Did did you get anything RuPaul from this? I I know what she was trying to do, but it was a misfire. None of the like, you know, no H and M. There was, you know, I mean, she she wouldn't know it now, but like now it would be it's chocolate. Like that's something that you'd, you'd say, she wouldn't know that. Yeah. But like there's just there's just so many things that she does. Uh, a reference a pork chop. I mean, really, something like that. Oh, three queens stand behind. Just that's just, that's basically what Trixie was doing, though, wasn't she? She was talking about you know how she tries to market everything and you know all those other funny like the head bob and the the cadence and stuff. There was no physical. There, was, there was no physical. Um, character uh, movement there was She's, no the, the physicality of rupaul was not there the physicality was diamante it wasn't rupaul there was yeah so i mean i think i think that's she's in the bottom somebody I was, else who i think is maybe going to be in a tight spot this week might be onyx onyx I, again i thought it was a clever idea but unfortunately historical <laughs> historically accurate jokes aren't always lol worthy you know you know, she was doing all this stuff about horse grease and her husband Felipe and that kind of thing in the skull. And I think she attempted some characterization. She had some thought behind her jokes, but the payoff wasn't there, unfortunately. Mm. It's almost like she it was she overthought it to the point where it wasn't really funny. I agree. And also, I just don't think that the character commitment, I, I, I couldn't quite figure out from her portrayal or from the acting who this person was. I think she was like a pious, a pious woman from the Tudor times who was in love with Felipe. And that's kind of all I got. Really though, you know, any historical character, we don't really know what they were like. You've got artistic license to be as outrageous as you want. You know? I mean, if you want to be like, you know, kind of possessive and jealous and in love with Felipe, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I mean, I'd like to see some kind of parallel so think with of- um, Jackie Cox and... My husband, my husband, don't yeah. do about my husband. That's, that's, because whether or not I knew about the husband, mm-hmm. I knew, I knew who and how she was yeah. from what she was saying. And it was funny, but I, I, I still kind of made sense because I didn't know about the husband thing, if, but I found that funny because yeah. kind of, it, it took me somewhere. If you think about uh, the recent historical characters, Rosé as Mary Queen of Scots, she made it funny by being like really coarse and Glaswegian, didn't she? And just like speaking in an incomprehensible Scottish accent. She could have done something like that. She could have made this elegant queen into whatever the Spanish equivalent of like something really working class is, you know? Or I guess. I mean, Beggar Chips is Margaret Thatcher in a way. She's not quite as historical. <laughs> she is historical. I mean, yeah, it's modern history though. She's not exactly medieval, is she? She, yeah. Um, she, I mean, she, oh, may oh, have she was been. evil. <laughs> she was medieval. She was a medium evil. She was. She was a high <laughs> evil. But I'm thinking also we've just had Lady Camden as William Shakespeare. Again, there was a concept there, but um, I feel like Onyx had less of a concept. I, I mean, I. I this is kind of, I mean, there there are so many um, not great 
uh, characters here. Uh, Australia is dif- for me was sh- shocking in, in terms of Australia was more disappointing because we know that she's so funny, yeah, and she's such a great actress. Again, I could see the concept like when you spelled it out for me that this lady is she's the talent agent who's not moved on with the times. I think she kept on saying, "I'm going to cast you in such and such a Spanish show that's like not running anymore, that mm. kind of thing, or isn't cool anymore." Um, so again there was a concept and she was going for it but the payoff wasn't there. I actually think Australia was probably more safe than the other can queens I tell you, mentioned can I tell you someone who I just completely didn't think was like wasn't there are there. two people I didn't notice that were there actually. one person who was for, for me I was like oh you're there I'm like they were just so invisible throughout the whole thing Seth Lass no Marina both of them were a bit invisible to me like, I was like she just completely completely win invisible she just, she was so unnoticeable she was not memorable i just i don't remember a single thing she did i mean she looked beautiful and she put some white powder on her face and said something about living in an airport that was lost on me but nobody laughed at anyway i mean she's not tom hanks she's not living in an airport is she um yeah like unfortunately seth lass and marina they weren't terrible but they were forgettable I can't really tell you much of what Seth Lass did either. She wrote her book. I guess she was in character and she was being the businesswoman. And she had a, she had an affectation in her accent. But that was about it. I think there was there were no jokes from Seth Lass um, that I saw or felt or heard landed. Uh, the Yeah. Uh, there was only... For me, it was... This is not far off from season 14 Snatch Game. Yeah. In terms of the quality... Here, because Sharon carried this. Could you imagine this without Sharon? I, I do. I, I am going to give props to Benedita and Jurici. We've got a clear top three. Um, but yeah, the rest, it, it's hard to pick out who's really in the bottom two. For me, it's a top two. I think Jurici was safe. For, for me, Jurici was safe. They're going to have a top three and a bottom three. It was, I, I don't know who they're going to choose for the bottom um, Do you but you know what? For that- for such for you know for an amazing talent show and an amazing musical, this is this is where they struggle. I mean, the snatch game was more, just really more season fourteen parallels. Like amazingly talented cast, great in a musical, great in so many challenges. They just struggled in the snatch game. Mm. I think we've got our top three: Venedita, Jurici, and Sharon. The rest is fair game. Yeah, we'll see if the runways Could make a difference. Pick somebody from the rest of them who you would keep safe. I would keep Australia safe. I'd keep Australia safe because I like her, <laughs> yeah. and that's purely purely just because I like her, and um, because I want to see what else she has to give. And you know what? She's got to win. She's being high. I'll allow her this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do a. Who was it? Holland season two. Mm-hmm. One mistake. They sent her home. Oh, um, oh, blooming Kita Minaj. Kita Minaj. That was brutal. That was just, no, they, they shouldn't do that to Australia, but I'd say. No. Them. Yeah. Should we, maybe the runway, maybe the runway can save something. I don't know. Let's just, see. Let's just see what it gives us. <laughs> now, the category for the runway is? Spanish Dolls. Okay. So let's see what we're going to see. So at first we have Marina. No, Marina gives us Disco Doll. I find this just very club kid. I can't say that I've got lots of like pop culture or like fashion references for this, but it's fun. She She's dancing. She's got this hilarious wig. I like the disco ball reveal. She plays around with some patches of hair. Like the, the colors to me are very like early 90s, you know, club kid, raver. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. And very on brand for Marina. You know, she's our out there punky club kid. What do you think? I do. I think I think I do get like club kid. I um it's fun. It's it's neon. It's Yeah. I mean it's it's what can I say? It's a doll. It's that nineties doing the sixties thing as well, because the the hair is like an abstract version of like a sixties flip, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um and the the you know, the headpiece is yeah. quite sexy. I mean it's all very Mooglier, actually. There's like nothing Mooglier yeah, about it. It's very Mooglier if thank, you thanks. if you just look at the designs, Tom. Um Thanks for playing. Yeah. Thanks for playing. 
<laughs> and another Mugler inspired outfit no, by um, Diamante Mary Brown. Yes, can you see the Mugler, Tom? So Diamante, I had to quickly just check up what she meant by this. So this is in reference to a, a band um, called La Oreje de Van Gogh, which is Van Gogh's ear. Um, and they do a song called Ragdoll in Spanish. And that's what's inspired this. And it is, we've seen Ragdolls on the runway before. Um, it's cute. It's cute. She's serving me doll. It's very rag doll. Um, I th- I feel like if she's going to go rag doll, I'd like some hair on there. You know, just a couple of plaits or something. Yeah. She's, well, now that you've something. reminded me of the past rag dolls done in the season, and I'm going to say, I mean, I amazing outfits, sherry pies. I mean, whatever we think about Sherry Pie as a person, that rag doll that looked outfit, was fantastic. Yeah, who was that, the designer? Florence Delee. Florence Delee. It was beautifully that, done. That rag doll outfit was amazing. And so you also, um, I want to say Jan, but who was the original oh, before Jan? Well, that that was um, the the original from for that Dragula was um, oh. Tom. I want to say Onyx, but I mean Loris. 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 That was the kind of um, spooky burlap yeah. kind of um, hessian voodoo doll. Mm. Also, Tina Burner in the, the doll wearing the skinned teddy was very good. Oh, that was. Um, recently, we just saw, and she made it on stage, Diabetes. That oh, doll. that was fantastic. She made it. Diabetti so, did a fantastic um, That was made with the outfit. So when I'm looking at this Diamante... Paired with your performance on the Snatch game, it's it's not looking like a promising week for Diamante, but she's been so strong she's all been very season. Strong all season. Um, I, I, I do. I wonder if they'll consider that, or is it too early to I consider your body anybody, of work? I fear for anybody who's in lip sync with Diamante. I just think she'll turn it. Well, she is marching down this runway like she's got somewhere to be. She's performing it. She's performing it. She's giving me stiff doll-like movements. Whereas I think Marina's look might have elevated her out of the bottom too. Okay. Potentially. Sure, sure. Um, it's cute. It's cute, but there are like elements missing that I would like to see, which I actually think quite often about Diamante's looks. Yeah. There's just like... It, it's great and there's a great concept, but there's just like a little little bit of salt and pepper or spice that's missing. Do you know what? It's always like she's, it's like this is the other that she wears. For me, for me, my mm-hmm. opinion, you know, my no, my no drag knowledge Santino mouth. <laughs> for me, it's always like what she presents on the runway is just two more Two more fittings, two more days left yeah. to work on before it's actually complete. I mean, you know, resources, time, all yeah, factors in. But exactly. what this is missing is a wig. This, this, that's what's missing here. Like a simple Raggedy Annie two plaits wig. Like Katia. Completed it. Like Katia's Raggedy End. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that, <laughs> would that wig suffice, Tom? I, you know, I love Ginger Minja's comment about that. Like, um, what did she say? Like, you're so thoughtless. Did you not think to offer that wig a sip of your drink <laughs> it's so thirsty <laughs> oh so diamante you love the drag queens oh uh, quite like them quite partial to them next up we got drag seth last so seth last gives us um naked barbie realness really which is quite fun because it's a completely stripped down look and she's presenting complete androgyny um, you know, kind of nothing to tell you what gender she is, which is fun. And she's holding a non-binary themed case there. So that's very kind of statement-y. Um, what does it make me think? It just makes me think of a stripped down Barbie or maybe a little bit that Moschino runway where they had like the mannequin with the the kind of um, the measuring tape around like it. Like Valentina. No, more like an, 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 a Akira, Akira on All Stars Six, yeah, because that Valentina was a Galliano reference. Oh. Akira is referencing uh, Jeremy Scott for Moschino. Yeah, and Mugler. I see you. <laughs> no, um, no Mugler. So Tom, far. who wore better, uh, Drake Sithlas or Trixie Martel? Well, that's the thing as well because Trixie did it for her own way too. I mean, Trixie gave us full on Barbie doll realness, and that was on brand for Trixie. But Sithlas is making more of a statement. So I think they're different. I think mm. they're different. You know what? I think they're both amazing, Tom. That was the right answer. Okay. They're I like both the stripped amazing. down quality of this. Yeah. Um, so Onyx is giving us something quite different for Onyx. I love the doll-like face makeup. Now, she specifically mentions Ladro, who I had to quickly Google. They make 
um, kind of furniture, but also porcelain dolls. And they're a Spanish company. So it's a reference to um, like a a little doll porcelain sculpture. So she's got like this whole Victoriana thing going on. She's got, uh, she's very like Miss Muffet, isn't it? That kind of thing. Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet, eating her curds and whey. Um, And she's got a little basket. She's got the little uh, parasol. Very cute, acted out beautifully. Now, Sharon presents what I think is probably my favorite, but that's because of the reference. So she comes out in this big tool confection, uh, which is obviously a reveal. Um, But underneath, she presents as She-Ra, the princess of power. Do you remember that? Masters of the universe, He-Man. Yes, Tom. Were you always more taken with She-Ra than He-Man? Did you feel more of a connection with her? I did. She-Ra, She-Ra. That's how the theme tune went, wasn't it? I, th- I think I've always been fascinated. You know, we always talk about it. I've always been more fascinated with the the, the female warriors. Totally. All of, in the games, in the shows. Like, uh, just, they were just always prettier. They're always better. More elegant. Yeah. Xena. I, I was a big fan of Xena. Remember, it was Hercules and Xena. Yeah. And then Xena got her own spinoff because she, she was so it. popular. Yeah. And then there was like the hinting at a lesbian relationship with her and Gabrielle, which was like before its time, Tom. Tom. It was actually quite progressive, wasn't it? Was it was quite progressive, Tom. I think people forget because the 90s doesn't feel like it was that long ago in some ways, but culturally it was several leaps behind. Mm. And anything that, f- even if nowadays we might pour scorn on some aspects of it, anything that pushed LGBT Q people into the spotlight in any way was actually quite progressive at the time. And Zena's outfit. Do you remember that warrior outfit she, was very Mugler? She was sex on legs. Lucy Lawless played Gorgeous her. Gorgeous woman. I love the I Very talented it. actress. Um, so yeah, she ran, and also just coming back to it, obviously, we've mentioned it before, the video games, Katana, Chun-Li, Be Orchid. We always wanted to play as those girls. Ling Xiaoyu. Ling Xiaoyu. Nina Yu, Williams. Lily. Lily. After whom our cat is named. Sonya Blade. Sonya. Kami. Kami. Um, so many amazing video games. Um, who was the one that screamed in Mortal Kombat? Oh, Sindel. Sindel. Sindel is iconic. I mean, Sindel. these are these are our queens. I love Sharon's look this week, and I think it's confirmed her winner status because it's so fun. She's not thought conventional. I mean, these these queens, they're so interesting with their... The Spanish queens are great because they have such an artistic take on a theme. Nobody so far has done like a straight up Barbie, which is what's expected, is it? Isn't it? She's She's gone for like, it's you know... Do you know, um, She-Ra had quite an interesting history because it was an attempt to, like, bring girls into the boys' toy market. But actually, I think as a sign of the times, it actually led to the decline of the Masters of the Universe brand that didn't last much longer because boys at the time were so like, that's a girl kind of thing. It didn't have the desired effect of bringing girls into the boys' toy market. It actually repelled boys from the brand. Hmm. So things like Transformers, Thundercats, that kind of thing, like, took off. When it what it did is it brought the gays. Oh, absolutely. We we remember it fondly. Because Hi, pink we dollar. Were always in the know. We got that money. We have no kids. We, we have tra- no responsibilities. <laughs> we got money to spend. Okay. With Transformers, I always wanted them to make a toy of RC at the time, like the pink lady bot, but like they never did. And I thought like she's rad. Anyway. Uh, talk to me about Judy Chi. I love Judy's look. She's giving me Tim Burton ballerina in a music box. Um, there's a really talented artist actually on Instagram who I follow called um, Hannah's Goth House. And she, um, I guarantee she'll do a, a picture of this. She goes for particularly gothic um, themes. Um, but this is really, really beautiful. I love it. She's walking on point. What do you think of that? Um she is on point, yes, but her knees are badly bent. Oh my god! Can't you just Tom, give a girl a break. I, I, no, I am giving her a break. I mean, g- good on you, but the proper technique is straight knee, straight legs. Okay, I do accept your expertise in this topic. I just think it's it's great that she's giving that a go. Um, I think she's beautiful. I love I love Jurichi's makeup. She's very um porcelain, very sixties referencing. Um, and this is such a gothic take on it. I love those heavy bangs on her. Um, I just think she's so beautiful. Um, that cinched in waist. She's giving me everything I need right now. Um, the, I think there's an elegant simplicity in the outfit. 
she's she just gave me everything I need. I love the look. Black roses on beige is. Mwah. I love the look. I love the makeup. It's very much. Um, gosh, who you you know? It, I'll explain it. X Men that really campus that camp guy with a Mr. Sinister. It's giving Mr. <gasps> Sinister and Drake. Talking about gay icons, Mr. Sinister. Mm. I loved how he was so camp and like they like triple tracked or something. His voice, everything he said was like Mister Sinister with like this flamboyant echo to it. But don't you see that in the makeup? In, in a yes, way, yes, I do. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the the looks nice. It's yeah. good. Beautiful. It's, she. I mean, she's. It's hard for her to look bad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just great. And like even when she took her wig, her wig fell off. She was like, "Oh, Mewtwo!" And she was she was freezer and drag. I love those memes. Um, we have Venedita. I think Venedita perhaps does the best job of giving me Spanish doll this week because she looks like she stepped off a. Um, she's giving me matador, femme matador vibes, you know. Um, with the cape and the headpiece, but she's staying true to her brand. It's very burlesque at the same time. And it's very like Rihanna's S&M video, you know, she's whips and chains excite me. Um, very sexy, uh, unmistakably Spanish. Um, I do think this is a great look. I agree. Yeah. I agree with it. She's I... given me her burlesque sensuality. So it's great because there's the contrast of the Snatch Game character. She's gone from masculine back to her hyper feminine sensuality. Estrella. So Estrella, now this doll's head is giving me uh, Victor and Rolf, Autumn and Winter 17 Couture, um, where they had a a runway theme where they did have these big doll's heads on them. Um, And also the, that kind of, the, you know, the kind of paper doll bit on the front is very, Galliano's done it, Moschino have done it. It's been done a few times, but I do like this girl. She she's very referential. She loves her references to Estrella. I love this look. Do you know who it reminds me of a little bit? I'm not into comparing queens, but very Alona Verley. Because of the wig and the colour and the lavender. The pompadour at the front. There's something about her attitude on the runway, which is like bad, bad bitch doll, like yeah. Very statementy because she's very like perfection revealing into kind of like, I'm a girl who loves mm. my food. Love me. Take me as I am. This is my body. I love this look. And whatever she's eating looks delicious and I want one. You're just hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah. You, you hungry. You hungry. <laughs> I love that look. It's a great look. Yeah. That could have been enough to keep her out the bottom because it was high concept and fun. Tom, we'll come to that. That time in the podcast yeah. where we must choose our tops and bottoms. First of all, the winner is Sharon, period. Sharon's Stop. Point blank. The other, um, I mean, Vinodita is going to be high. Um, Jurichi is going to be high. Yeah. The question is who is going to be the bottoms. And if I have to look at this runway and combine it with the Snatch Game, the bottom is um, Diamante. Yes, Diamante's in the bottom. I think Marina's look may have kept her at the bottom and Estrella's look, and we thought she was safe anyway, may have kept her at the bottom. I think Seth Lass and Onyx might be in danger because I think Onyx looks great, really fun concept, but it's not, there's such a high standard that she's set for herself, unfortunately. I really like this outfit though. She looks really good. Oh, she looks gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. Please do not misinterpret my words. Um, <laughs> but like, she set such a high standard for herself. The bottom three is Seth Lass, Seth Lass, Diamante, Onyx and, and Onyx. I mean, yeah. I just think Marina's doing something so conceptual and fun. Okay, look, the definite bottom twos for me is Seth Lass and Diamante. The mm. other one that makes up that triple, the triplet, is either Marina or Onyx. We agree on that? Yeah. Okay, well, let's yeah. have a look. Okay, Tom, did you want to make any apologies want, to me, to the franchise of report? What just, was it? You were telling me you wanted to Sharon make was a statement. Not She-Ra, she was Tila, who was not She-Ra, obviously, who was like, She-Ra was... She-Ra's cousin from down the way. <laughs> that She-Ra's cousin. She-Ra's He-Man's sister, isn't she? But Tila was like the real guard lady who like trained him. Different, okay. Different characters. Okay. I'm sorry. Tom. I should just quit now. Tom. Like, 
I know you may think you know fashion. Uh, but I don't. But you don't know her? No, I don't. You don't know her? I don't know nothing. I want to start off by also saying um, that, first of all, we may not know the language, the culture, <laughs> or three quarters of the characters' cast Or choices. anything about He-Man. Or anything about <laughs> He-Man, She-Man, T-Man, C-Man. C-Man. Oh, you know C-Man. <laughs> C-Man we know. Trust. Very dare you. Um, but um, from what we've gathered from the judging, basically they've agreed with everything we said. Yeah. So, so uh, top yeah. three were Jurichi Venedita and our winner, Sharon. Congratulations to Sharon. Amazing. First one to get two wins in this season. Yeah. Marking herself as a true front runner because she's been high she's, so consistently. Also, she's won the Snatch Game, which she's is... The Snatch Game. It's it. Yeah. She's the one. She's the one to watch. Remember on season one, they combined a ball with the Snatch Game. It was like a really intense episode. I think we've probably got a ball coming up soon. But anyway. Um, the bottom three were, well, you know, it was um, Diamante... Onyx and Seth Lass. And Seth Lass was granted safety. I didn't... I don't agree with that. You wanted to see Seth Lass lip sync against Diamante I, then. What an, um, can you imagine that it lip sync? amazing. Diamante versus Seth Lass, the two yeah. dancing divas. That yeah, would have been yeah, yeah. amazing. I would have loved to have seen it. Anyway, so the bottom two is Onyx and Diamante. They um they were lip sync to this kind of very, very fast, rappy, With rap, upbeat, very upbeat. Really, like, really, really cool song. So energetic. Very hard to keep up with. Do you know what? None of them did the Coco Montrese. <laughs> I wanted I wanted them to do the whole pointing to their lips and like rapping this bit. I was like, come on, someone do it. Come on, somebody, please. I'm gonna ask you as our performance expert. Yeah. Um, who gave you the feels? Who performed the best here, do you think? It was Diamante. I would agree. She had a lot of control. Her lip sync was really from what I can tell as a non-Spanish speaker, um, her lip sync seemed really tight to me. Mm. She seemed to wrap her lips around every word. Um, and she's a performer and she, she, she knocked out a few tricks and stuff. I really appreciate what Onyx was doing. She made the most of her character. Mm. She started off with like the stiff doll-like movements. She was making the most of those ruffles. She went more comedic. Oh, Onyx didn't give up. She did not. Onyx did not give up. She fought. Now, one thing I do wonder, like Onyx has a win, but has been low a lot. Diamante does not have a win, but she's been high a lot. They can, they, I mean... I don't think track record's going to come into it much. Yeah, because Diamante's not, bit, like, Diamante's been quite good recently. She they has. can't, they they can't say that, they can't use the, their, um, the report card at this stage. For me, this is coming right down to the lip sync and... Um, they were both great, but Diamante. Diamante was this. This was just her song. Can I tell you, like this? It, season, this was her. It was. It was. Um, this season, it does feel like every week, like oh, a fave is going. I don't want to see Diamante or Onyx go. They're both fabulous queens. So I'm gonna have to agree with you and say, based on this lip sync, Diamante has won. But it'll be so sad to see. Onyx with her amazing looks and that that mind, that artistic mind of her go. But then it's also sad to see Diamante uh, go with her like performance but that's what I'm skills saying. Like, in I, extravaganza. I, I don't think Diamante is going because she won that lip sync. Mm. And she is a fantastic performer. I don't want to see her go well, either. Let, let's see if they agree. And yes, Onyx is going home. Diamante gets to stay and slay another day. How cliche. She just gets to stay. I mean... And suffer and stress <laughs> and, you know, just show us more of her amazing talents. It, it feels like this week after week in Drag Race Hispania season two. Like last week, I didn't want Hota to go, but I didn't want Jirichi to go either. And this week it was the same. Diamante's a fabulous performer. On it gives us these amazing conceptual looks. So I wasn't going to be happy with either outcome, really. Um, but I'm, I'm like amazing that Diamante stayed. So sad to see Onyx go. She's an artist. Um, and she's fabulous. And I can't wait to see what she does next. Absolutely. I agree with you. And I mean, her looks... You want to see her shine on Instagram. I hope she continues to air her looks on Instagram. Because yeah, be I mean, we'd love to see it. We'd love yeah. to see it. Especially because uh, next week is a ball. Oh, my God. Can you? I, I bet you it was so hard for them to yeah, send her home absolutely. knowing that next week was a ball. And, you know, let's be honest. It won't be Diamante's It won't be Diamante. <laughs> exactly. Next week was a dance challenge. Exactly. Diamante will be slaying. It's like, they're um, like, oh, like. I bet you that was in the back of their mind. They were like. Oh my gosh, 
but the next week's the war. Like, it sounds like such an interesting concept as well. It's like past, present, and future. It's gonna be great. Mm. One thing I, I hope doesn't happen, and um, I, I don't know if it is, but I hope it doesn't happen. One thing I love about Diamante is that she's just such an amazing and real drag queen. When I yeah. what I mean is that she's straight up. She's she's good talking she's, hard. She's, she's, yeah, good talking hard. She, mm. she is um, straight talking. Yeah, and you know what? Call her a bitch if you want to. But that's I mean I love it. I think she she. I love how straightforward she is. I, I love I love the whole I'm a badass bitch. Type I don't think vibe. she's a bitch. I think she throws fun drag queen shade. Exactly, that's what yeah. I love. I just hope that people aren't going to try paint her as a villain. She's for her being that way because I I love it and in that as a drag queen. And she was very very sweet Swanix when they said goodbye yeah. to each other. Yeah, you know, there's a sisterhood here. Exactly. Drag, drag queens love each other and are shady towards each other in equal measure. Let's just accept and celebrate that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, can can we just accept and celebrate that, everyone? <laughs> Please, can you can you stop this? Because I can hear you all Kay? right now. Yeah, not Cause accepting because I've had enough. <laughs> okay, quite frankly, I've had enough, everyone. Um, <laughs> I'm everyone, yeah, thank you so much for listening to Spilling the GNT Plus. You know that we love hearing um, any feedback, so please, not any feedback, only good feedback. Good, <laughs> good feedback only, please, guys. Negative yeah. feedback will be rejected. Yeah, exactly. We we don't we don't see it, we don't yeah. hear it, we uh-uh. don't we don't connect with it. Uh-uh. Thank you. We don't we don't identify with that. Yeah, we don't identify ourselves. Yeah. As people who get negative feedback. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I don't experience myself <laughs> no. the way that people with a negative comments say. So it's it's not really going to affect me it's yeah because i rebuke that would be like that's not us yeah i rebuke those comments thank you uh anyway everyone thank you very much make sure to follow us on our social medias and write us a review but this is it for this week make sure to join us next week for another podcast for joker to spania this is bolo and dr tom see you guys very soon lots of love guys see you soon